0: Welcome back to Parlor Talks at the Fulton Mansion. I'm your humble host and one of our educators here at the mansion, Joseph Fox. Today, we'll be talking about the woman who was a driving force in running the mansion as well as Georgia's better half, Harriet Fulton. Specifically, we'll dive into Harriet's early years growing up with her family, the Smiths, on America's western frontier, moving to Texas by flatboat at a very young age, and living through the Texas Revolution when she was just a teenager. On behalf of the Fulton Mansion and the Texas Historical Commission, welcome. Greetings, dear listeners. This is the third episode of the Parlor Talks at the Fulton Mansion podcast, and we will be diving into Harriet's early days growing up on the Texas frontier and answering the question of how exactly did Harriet and George meet? So this is going to be a great episode. Thank you all for joining us and for supporting the podcast. Uh, this story is an interesting one that can be gleaned at in part by what Harriet mentions in her letters to George, but also by the reminiscences and papers of her father, that is, the first governor of Texas and an often overlooked figure from Texas history, Henry Smith. I recently took a trip up to Angleton, Texas and visited the Brazoria County History Museum which had a treasure trove of information on the life of Henry Smith. As a result, I gained a ton of interesting insights into Harriet's family history and early childhood that I can't wait to share with y'all. So, once again, we'll be answering, how did the Smith family end up in Brazoria? How did Harriet and George meet? Let's dig in. To answer the first question, how did the Smith family end up in Brazoria? Let's explore a little bit about the Smith family history. Henry's father, James, was from Bedford County, Virginia. James joined the famous pioneer frontiersman Daniel Boone on his second trip into Kentucky and formed a settlement called Smith Station, uh, which is now called Bryansville today. This is in uh, Garrard County. James was a landowner and a Baptist preacher who took circuit riding trips into Illinois. Uh, frontier life was tough, as he was even captured for 18 months by Kickapoo Indians and held in captivity. James married fellow Virginian Magdalene Woods, and living in a small log cabin, they had 10 children. Henry was the youngest son, who was born on May 20th, 1788. Unfortunately, James died when Henry was only eight. Although he had limited education, Henry began exploring and pursuing various business pursuits, through Alabama, Illinois, Arkansas, western Tennessee, and Indiana at the age of 17. He later said of this period in his life, a man born and raised in the part of Kentucky that I was would be very hard to please in any new country that was then within my knowledge, or at least which I had visited. So in other words, Henry Smith was a frontiersman. And it is an interesting facet of his life that his dad started off in Virginia, and Henry's story would later end in California. In 1815, Henry married his first wife, Harriet Gillette, and then, in the fall, moved west to the Missouri Territory. Henry and Harriet settled in the town of Cheriton in Howard County. This area was heavily settled by immigrants from the Upper South who brought hemp tobacco and cotton farming, as well as slave labor. In Cheriton, Henry and Harriet had three sons before Harriet passed away in 1820. Henry married again in 1822 to Harriet's sister, Elizabeth Gillette, and together had five daughters. Harriet was born shortly after this marriage in 1822 and, presumably, named after her deceased aunt. Citing misfortunes and reverses in Missouri, or perhaps because of his pioneer proclivities, Henry became interested in moving his family to Texas. Texas was then a part of the Mexican province of Coahuila y Tejas, but was also attracting American immigrants through land grants under impresarios like Stephen F. Austin. In November of 1826, Henry embarked with his family to Texas by first hopping on a flatboat down the Mississippi River. Low waters hampered their emigration, and the Smiths ended up staying for a time in the city of New Orleans, where they heard all sorts of terrible rumors about Texas. Henry recalled hearing that, quote, Cannibals, savage, and wild beasts lie in waiting to destroy the deluded immigrants. And even if they should be eluded, the sword of civil war, then raging, famine, or pestilence... Would surely close the scene. Undaunted in part because of his family's pioneer history, the Smiths found an experienced sea captain with a schooner and left for the mouth of the Brazos River. They sailed up to the town of Marion, arriving in March of 1827. This four-month trip was taken when Harriet was just five years old. Today, Marion is known as the town of East Columbia, and what was Columbia back then is now West Columbia. While Brazoria County today has over 300,000 people, Henry described it as very sparsely populated back in 1827, so much so that news of a ship arriving with prospects of trade attracted a crowd and opportunity for Henry to find out from the locals where the best land was. The Smith home site was about half a mile uh, from the settlement of Brazoria to the northeast. It doesn't appear as a large plantation or a large land grant in any of the county records or surveying maps, which isn't surprising as Henry was known for bringing education to Brazoria as a school teacher, even though he lacked a college degree. Henry also farmed and surveyed before turning to the vocation he is most well known for, politics. Henry Smith's political career deserves its own episode to really fully get into it. So let me offer you a summary. He can be described as a revolutionary aligned with the War Party. The War Party lobbied first for separate statehood for Texas and then independence from Mexico. He received a head wound fighting a Mexican garrison in the pre-revolution battle of Velasco in 1832. He was appointed the political chief of the Brazos Department by the governor of Coahuila y Tejas, and then served as a delegate to the Convention of 1833 and then the General Council of 1835, where he was then elected governor as the Texas Revolution erupted. So every step, every political conflict leading up to the Texas Revolution, Henry Smith played a different part in. It was Smith who ordered William Barrett Travis to hold the Alamo in 1836. However, a conflict with the General counsel and his what some would call uncom- what some would call uncompromising personality led to his impeachment and removal from office. However, his revolutionary stance was vindicated with the crafting of the Declaration of Independence, And he ended up staying on at Washington-on-the-Brazos to help craft the Constitution for the new Republic of Texas. Smith returned to Brazoria after the Constitution was formed, but then took his family to Galveston when he heard about the fall of the Alamo and the advance of the Mexican army. Known as the Runaway Scrape, Harriet was just 14 years old as General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana and the Mexican army pursued Sam Houston's smaller army across the state. Following Houston's victory at the Battle of San Jacinto, the Smiths returned to their farm near Brazoria. Despite getting the second most votes in Texas's first presidential election, Henry later became a part of Sam Houston's administration as the Secretary of Treasury. His job was the daunting task of balancing Texas's finances, which would be pretty difficult. It was while serving in the city of Houston as the Secretary of Treasury that he met a young George Fulton, who was at that time a furloughed soldier. Henry Smith took a liking to the young man, seeing potential and offered him a personal loan. So that is how the Smith family ended up here in Texas. This brings us to our second question. How did George and Harriet meet? We discussed last time how George was exploring Texas as a surveyor for Henry Smith. Fulton and Smith received land from the General Land Office in present-day Aransas County, which was then a part of Refugio County. They partnered with the Irish impresario James Power in developing the town of Aransas City here on the Live Oak Peninsula. In this new city that never really took off, George was for a brief stint, the Collector of Customs in 1838. But then, the next year, Henry hired George as a school teacher for his kids back in Brazoria. Now, it is possible that George met Henry's family before being hired as a teacher, but at age 17, Harriet was one of George's oldest pupils. Now, while it is possible that George met Henry's family before being hired as a school teacher. This was the first recorded instance in any of the letters of George and Harriet meeting that they mention. She remembered teasing her teacher in a later letter to George, quote, That memorable morning many years ago when you and I were very young, in the little schoolroom in our old dear home on the Brazos, your head ached and you had just bathed it, and you looked so badly, and a little vixen treated you just as meanly as I was going to treat you in my dream, but you didn't put your arm around me and kiss me then. So, nowadays when I tell the story on tours that Harriet and George met in a schoolroom, I normally see jaws drop. It, it this would be pretty scandalous today, but not so, not as much on the Texas frontier. Apparently, the teasing between student and teacher turned to romance as on March 12, 1840, George and Harriet were married at the ages of 29 and 17. And had a home here on the Live Oak Peninsula. It was the start of a loving marriage that not only grew into a big family, but produced many golden memories here in what would become Aransas County. Next time, we'll get into the origins of the word Aransas, which would become the name of the county where George and Harriet built their home. Until then, see you around.